Hi, welcome to the Vaguely Anime Podcast. I am one of the two hosts today, Michael, with other host, Sage. Hi. It is Cultured Corner. And by, we're, we're not actually necessarily talking culture, but that is it's our team name. It's just the two people who happen to be into cultured things. Yeah, it is It is the it is the cultured uh, duo, but yeah. that doesn't sound as good. So, and, yeah. and, it's, and we're not a couple, so it can't be cultured couple either. Cultured couple. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to talk about House of the Dragon. I watched it. Michael didn't. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and I don't really care. Yeah. So I I was going to maybe give a shit when it all finished. Apparently it did, according to Sage, yeah, about two fit- minutes ago when she told me. Yeah, it, season one just ended. So I maybe I'll binge it at some point. Yeah. Um. Like Rings of Power, because I haven't done that yet either. Rings of Power. I don't know why Mark keeps like insisting I watch it, but I have literally no interest in like the Lord of the Rings franchise. You Which like, I know is kind of like blasphemy. Well, a bit, but also like you like Game of Thrones, but you don't like Lord of the Rings. There's just something about Lord of the Rings that I could literally never get into. I don't know what it is because I remember I watched the first three movies, I think as a kid, and it just wasn't, something about it just didn't like grasp me, you know? When was the last time you watched them? Mm, a long time ago now. Maybe if I like shot. came back to it, I'd be more into it. But even when I was watching like Rings of Power, I was just like, "Yeah, it's there." I, like, I mean, I, 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 I don't, I can't speak on on the quality of Rings of Power because I haven't watched it yet. Um, but uh, I have been hearing people still, you know, are saying like the movies are better. But also, you know, I, I feel like it's hard to compare right. a movie to show. So. Right. I mean, I think it's like pretty good quality, like. You know, the budget is really there. Like, I think they do a good job. I'm just not, like, super invested in it. It's something that I'll just watch for funsies, but it's not something that I'm, like, engaged in watching it, if that makes sense. Right. Um, I still can't believe that Game of Thrones even got the prequel with how fucking bad they dropped the ball for so long. I figured that shit was done. I was like, once they were like, oh... Because for a minute there, they it sounded like they canceled it. And I was right. like, oh, well, I didn't give a shit what, anyway. Well, and then what, they're like, we are making it. And I was like, Well, wasn't it like before Game of Thrones shit before. the bed it was that because, they were going to do like a Jon Snow spinoff story as they well? They were going to do a bunch of, sh- of shit. Of spinoffs. Uh, because and then the creators, season eight happened yeah. and it shit the bed. Because the creators stopped giving a shit. And then they were like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they had, they had a, I want to say like two or three spinoffs like that were gonna be in a thing and then they they canned like all of them Mm -hmm. and then i know house of the dragons was like the one that like kept going but even still at some point it was like that shit ain't coming out and then it and then it did and i was like but why like i i have had zero like i had and still have zero interest in it which is like the ending of game of thrones just put me to a point where i was like I don't really care about this universe anymore. such a bad anymore. taste in your mouth. Yeah, it was just like... I don't, it just... It made me not... Like, I, don't, I just... I don't care to revisit it anymore. Like, I don't even care to, like, go back and watch the show. Like... Just if, if watch I, seasons like, one through four and then yeah. just pretend that's where it ends. Like, if... It, it was all a major think, cliffhanger. Yeah. Like, but, like, I don't think I would do it on my own. Like, if I was, like, dating somebody or, like, whatever, and they were like, hey, like, I haven't watched it, I'd be like, yeah, all right. Like, I'll go through it again. But, like... Unless there is that, like, outside force. Oh, somebody else who's like, I've never seen this. Will you watch it with me kind right. of thing? Unless there is an outside force influencing me to watch it, I have no desire to go back to it. You, I'll watch some clips of, like, the cool fights, but... You know what else? This is unrelated to Game of Thrones okay. or House of the Dragon, but it's also an HBO show, but I've been watching Westworld. I still haven't gotten to that either. Holy shit. I am in love with this show. I'm on season three. I think season four is the current season right now. It's still going. Um, season four, I think, like, wrapped up at this point already, but it started airing this year, if I remember mm. correctly. Gotcha. Um, yeah, because that started going at the same time as Game of Thrones, like, near the end of it. Oh, I was going to so, say, and, not, and so I was people, thinking you were meaning the beginning. So people were like, oh, man, Game of Thrones and Westworld, like, HBO Max, or HBO is fucking rocking TV you right. know, lately. And then, But yeah, no, I think you, if you like more, it's not, it's more like sci-fi. Yeah. I know there are robots. Yeah, robots, things like that. Um, I think it's really good. I also have a pretty low standard, but I do think this is like really exceptionally made. Yeah, I. It's it's funny, like for how much I can binge like anime. Right. It takes me so much longer to actually like watch a TV show. 
that's not animated. Okay, so Mark gets mad at me because he'll say, watch this show, but I won't get around to it for so long. For because like four years. If I watch a, especially something live action like a Game of Thrones or Westworld or like Dexter or something, I am watching it completely focused like so much Dexter like, either. brain on a hundred percent you know like just laser focused on the show because i want to like really think about what's going on right and things like that which honestly gets exhausting to just like be so hyper focused especially if i it's a long show but i will say i was when i was watching dexter i had to drop it after season four, it just got so rough. Yeah, I was going to say, that was one of those shows where the ending was, like, atrocious, wasn't it? Oh, my God. It is horrendous. And it's so funny to me in that it has a very similar track record with Game of Thrones. Seasons one through four, absolute masterpiece. Incredible. If it ended at season four, I would literally be like, this was the greatest show start to finish ever made. Right. Perfectly tied up. Like, excellent, excellent. But then they kept going, and it became kind of a hot mess. It's it's always that balance right? where you're was, like, I wish this thing would get more sh- more seasons, but also what I got was really great. But what's funny is like in Game of Thrones where you have one through four is great, five and six things get like a little worrisome, and then seven eight is just like, all right, we've like totally lost it at this point. Right. Dexter follows that exact same track record, hmm. which is so funny to me. And I think what was Dexter Showtime. I can look it up. I, I think I I'm pretty know. sure it was Showtime, but anyway, House of the Dragon. Um, the my biggest complaint, I guess, and this isn't even really a complaint. It was just something that kind of threw me off. Um, in the beginning, was every episode essentially has it was Showtime at least like a year or more time gap. Wait, what? In House of the Dragon. Each episode? Yeah. Has a year time gap. Yeah, like time jump. Which... Interesting. At first was kind of like weird for me because I was... You know how Game of Thrones in the beginning was extreme... Dexter had eight seasons? Yeah, that's why I said it had a very similar track record because it also had eight seasons. Jesus Christ. I didn't realize I had them. All right, anyway. Continue. Just watch one through four and pretend like it ends there. Trust me. Hmm. It will greatly... Didn't they Enhance get like a, your viewing experience. Didn't they get like a final season where people said it was actually pretty good? Um, Dexter New Blood, I think it was called. And it was like a one season, like, wrap it up. I don't really know. Because do you want me to tell you how Dexter ends? Or do you not? Empty airways. We love it. I'll say no for <laughs> okay, now. Okay, okay. But the only reason, the only thing, like, in my opinion with New Blood is it kind of, like, is following Dexter after the ending of season eight. And they could have done, I think, a lot more with it, especially because it was only 10 episodes. Like, you could have written a really tight story right there. Um, but it's just, it's just a shadow of its former self, especially if you compare it to seasons one through four. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I don't think it's particularly... I don't think it's better or worse than 7 and 8. Right. All right. So, but yeah. So the years-long time jumps in House of the Dragon was really throwing me off at first. Only because, like, it would be like episode one. Here, we got to, like, fast track, introduce everybody that's important, right? Mm-hmm. Great. End of episode. Which is fine. That's episode one. That's what it needs to do because every there's like 50,000 characters and everybody has really similar sounding names. So it gets extremely confusing. Right. Um, especially because... So at least in Game of Thrones, you have like the different families. So each family has like kind of a different like theme of names, if that makes sense. Right. But these are all Targaryens and Valerians mm. and all of their names sound literally the same, which is extremely annoying. Yeah, I can I can imagine that that would be um, really annoying. But then you have season two where you would think, okay, now we're going to, you know, pick up where we left off. But it will be like, bam, time jump. Here's this essentially completely new set of circumstances. Right. But like still going off of the previous episode, if that makes sense. It's really weird. I thought it was jarring at first. You kind of get used to it. Um. 
And the characters in this show are so hateable. Are they in a good way? And so detestable in a really good way because, okay. like, you get really it. Like, I think that's the intention. And if it's not, I don't know what your intention was otherwise. Right. But um, yeah, I think they do a really good job of like fleshing out people and like not being like this is your inherently good guy, inherently good bad guy kind of thing. But like, there's a team that you kind of start rooting for type deal. But you have, like see the other side, you're like, yeah, I can understand. You know what I mean? Right. I. Uh, so the only thing I know about this show. Mm-hmm. Is that every time I see a promotional image of it, I have to do a double take to see if that's Amelia Clark as the the Targaryen lady. As Rhaenyra? Sure. I have no idea what the fuck the character's name is. Uh, she's like the main character. Sure. I just, every time I wait, see wait, promotional the, images, I'm young, like, it's, young, it's the same young girl, hair. Young it, girl or older? Young. Okay, so in the first five episodes is with like the younger cast, especially for uh, Rhaenyra and Alicent, who are like... Essentially, like, the two leads, minus Damon. Um, Is there nudity in the show? A little bit. It's I. It's think, not Game of Thrones season no, one No, I think it's really toned down compared to Game of Thrones. Even, like, the few sex scenes that you have in there, I think they are extremely tame. Um, especially if you compare it to, like, early season Game of Thrones. Right. Where it was, like really aggressively in your face. Yeah. Um, especially, like, in certain scenarios where it was kind of uncomfortable to watch, but, like, I get why you did that because it's supposed to be uncomfortable, so you know what I mean? Right. Um, but also, I think in in House of the Dragon, like, the sex scenes that we get are... I, I guess they're just... Vanilla. L- yeah, essentially. Like, regular, like, TV sex scenes where it's, like, you know... Close up of like hand on face, right. hand on shoulder, like things like that. That kind of like TV sex scene, or even like a PG thirteen movie, you know, where yeah, you the get boring like kind of sex, where you get like, oh, the the cloth is slightly falling right. off, kind of thing. Um, yeah, every single person in uh, in all of human history, as we know, all women always when they sit up. Have the oh, yeah. have the uh, comforter with them and the sheets, and then when they get up, take the sheets off the bed with and them. walk around with them. Yeah, because every human ever, oh yes, every female, but then does what that. I always thought, and was, guys are always wearing the boxers, boxers yes. every time. I I know after I have sex, I boxers immediately, on immediately. Yeah. You don't even take them off. No, I just open the flap. <laughs> And then right when you're done, you're like, all right, cool. Put it back in. And you just sit there. I also, and all girls just glue the sheets to them. I also think it's very funny in like, especially TV or like PG-13 movie sex scenes where they'll go under the covers, but it's not like a sheet. It's like a heavy ass winter duvet. And I'm like, <laughs> you are roasting in there. <laughs> like that. Because most people absolutely just like... Throw that stuff off to the side or whatever. Just fucking... Like, you must feel so uncomfortable under there. Let me ask you. Have you ever once actually, like, sat up? Like, in, minus, like, if you got interrupted or something. Have you ever once, like, sat up and, like, walked around or, like, covered yourself with the sheet anytime? I don't think so. Unless it was, like, cold. Right. But then I would be doing more, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, no, I don't think I've ever done that because... If I'm already like having sex with you, why am I covering myself? You afterwards? already saw literally everything. <laughs> like you set up and the tits flop out. It's not like it matters really. Like <laughs> I don't understand why I would be like now. I must have my modesty. I just did everything that you just saw, and now I need my modesty. I don't know. Maybe he had his eyes closed the whole time. <laughs> it's actually blind. <laughs> well, then if he was blind, it wouldn't matter anyway. It's for your modesty. I see. I it's see. for his modesty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but like every, every single time. I know I know that they have to do it, but every right. single time a character will, like, will sit up and hold the sheet and then get up and walk with it. I'm like, nobody does that. No, one person fucking does that. But it's also, I'm like, okay, you have the sheets on. The, the sheet is on both of y'all. You got up and took that sheet away. Man's is freezing cold in that bed now. Uh, they're used to it. 
<laughs> I all right. So uh, like, any time I have been in that scenario, I have never woken up with sheets on me like once. I was pushed off the bed. <laughs> I was like just sprawled out. Uh, at one point, I woke up. And so, like, you know, you tuck your sheets into the fucking the bed. And at the time, I had a mattress frame that was, like, the mattress, like, sat in the frame. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, it had, like, it was one of the ones with, like, uh, shelves under it. Right. And like, so, the like, box yeah. ones? Yeah. And so, it sat in it. So, you know, tucked everything under there. And I woke up, and I was, like, literally, like, where the sheets were folded in, like, the mattress was on one side, and then the floor and I am eat, like off the mattress, but being like hammocked in the fucking <laughs> sheets, as the the person is just like sprawled out. And I was like, "How did this happen to me?" Yeah, I was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> like, I'll just suffer. I I ended up getting like a separate blanket and just sleeping with that the rest of the time. Yeah, you gotta. There yeah. there are times where Mark and I, especially in the winter time, this drives me crazy. Mark refuses to have the blanket in the winter time. I mean, year-round, really. But I get really cold, so I want the blanket. Right. So usually what I have to do is put half the blanket on me and then half the blanket's, like, hanging off the bed. But then he tries to take the entire thing away from me come, like, one or two in the morning where he decides, now I'm cold. Mm. Give me some of the blanket. Right. So there have been times where I just instinctively put a second blanket on the bed for when he takes it, and I just go, whoop. (laughs) Cover myself up again. Uh, so I'm luckily, not chilly. I, I apparently run pretty hot. So All men. Yeah. So All men. So, um, Furnaces. It, I don't know why y'all It just like became this. like uh, like I'd wake up and it just like cuddle. No. Thing. And no. so that's how I would wake I, up. I and don't like, know oh, this okay. experience. Because if anything, I'm like, you need to get the fuck away from me. You are literally 5,000 degrees. You're burning my skin right now. I have a sunburn right now. I have third degree burns on my arm. Yet because you're of saying you. you're always cold. Pick one. No, because the thing is, it's so hot. So if you're like, ooh, yeah, warmth, cuddles. In literally five seconds, you're like, I am melting. I will say one of the one of the. I would rather be cold. I I, I am a big proponent of cuddles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and anyone that says they aren't, you're wrong. Uh, they're the best thing in the like. You could be you could be suffering with the worst depression. And uh, you cuddle a girl that's into you, or guy, or whatever you're into, uh, and it should cure your depression. Yeah, um, that, and, that's clinical fact. Yeah, clinical fact. Um, Researched and studied. Really, papers about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, I was going somewhere with that. Yeah, I'm and sure then, you were. Uh, and then I lost you're it. You're doing great. Yeah. Um, Back to House of the Dragon. Yeah, I'll think about what the fuck uh, I was yeah, talking about. Yeah, if you do, just just say it. Yeah. Um, so what's his face is in it? He was the doctor in Doctor Who. He has like a long oh, face. Oh, Matt Smith. Matt Smith. I you s- know, I feel like he got uglier as he got older. His eyebrows became so much more like... The, the, sorry, he doesn't have eyebrows, but like his brow, brow bone, bone like is so much more pronounced now. Oh, really? It looks very odd to me. I can't decide if he's attractive or not. He's not to me. Like, I think in Doctor Who, he, he looked really nerdy, and I didn't like how he looked. I thought he looked more attractive in Doctor Who. But I will say, him with the white blonde hair... I remember what I was going to say. ...is a fucking look. Like, I usually don't... Like, usually if I see, like, pictures of him online or whatever, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, he's fine. But him with the white blonde hair, there's just something about it. In the one episode, he has it cut short. And it looks excellent. And I'm like, see, you got to just be doing this all the time, my guy. This works for you. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I remember what I was going to say, say which it. is cuddling's great, right? But you, as as a guy, you have to sacrifice an arm circulation for yeah, however gone. long that gone. cuddling session is going. Yeah. Because you will just you just have to accept that for about five minutes, you will be in pain. And then five minutes later, Does you won't feel your hand again or your arm. goes numb. And then uh, after however long that you are cuddling, you will have the pins and needles feeling for about 30 minutes uh, until all the blood flow gets back. And then you'll be like, that was the worst. Yet somehow I feel great. <laughs> um, and that's just the, the, the cycle of the experience because the arm has to go somewhere and it's usually like right uh, like under their head right. or something. 
Or if you get lucky, you get it between the, like, shoulder and the head and you get the yeah, next spot. Yeah, that's the ideal. And, like, because then you're, like, you're slightly losing the circulation, but not enough that it really matters. And and then you're, like, you're you're set uh, yeah. until they shift. But and if then you're under the back, you're done for. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, you're, you're screwed. Like, the, the, like, hug cuddle, you're usually fucked. I'm sorry, this is totally unrelated to hugging and cuddling, but I need to tell you this. Okay. So, there is one scene in House of the Dragon. Okay. That is just about the most horrendous, awful, worst shit I've ever seen on television of like, uh, like imagine watching someone miscarry live. Mm. But it's, it's not even miscarriage, it's a stillbirth. Mm. And I'm like, I don't... Just just, just tell me that it happened. I don't want to see it. Like that, you watch it completely happen? Yes. Like, is that part of the nudity aspect that we're talking about? No. Okay, so you don't see, like... No. Front on and they, all of it happening. No, but, like, it's pretty brutal, bro. Mm. I was watching, I was like... What the fuck am I watching? Uh, television. Yeah, it was rough. Mm. I feel like that was weird. That was some weird shit. I felt. I was like, what? What? I I'll probably watch the show at some point soon, ish. Yeah. It's at some point. Like I I'm also behind on some anime that are currently coming out. So. Yeah. But um. Anyway, so what do you like? I don't know. I guess general. What are your general like overall opinions on House of the Dragon? Like, is it worth actually watching? Like, I thought it was worth watching. I was also watching a week to week. Like, I don't know what the binging experience would be like. Um, I feel like it wouldn't be bad though. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. I think they have very smart, you know, end of episode cliffhangers, like stay tuned for next week type deal things. Right. Um. I think those are fun. Also, they also decided to do those like post episode like commentaries, hmm. which are essentially just as bad as the post episode commentaries of Game of Thrones. You can just skip it, <laughs> right? Because the commentaries are really just like pulling random shit out their ass. You know what I miss? What I miss behind the scenes things and credits. See, I would like love, bloopers and stuff. I would love. What happened to the bloopers? So I in credits. I, so I understand that these are not necessarily conventionally good movies, but I fucking love them because they are my guilty pleasure. The Rush Hour movies, one, two, and three. Okay, three is my favorite out of the th- out of the three of them. But um, my one of my favorite parts about those movies is that when the movie ends, all of the credits have the bloopers through the movie, and it's incredible. Because you're just seeing Jackie Chan, like, trying to, like, say something. He, he fucks it up. He's trying to do some stunts, some prop breaks or whatever. Like, that shit's great. We should go back to credits having bloopers. Because when, then you're going to also make people stay for the goddamn fucking credits. What, I, I just want to know when, like, credits with bloopers stop being a thing. Because I personally... I think because they wanted things to be taken more seriously. Which is lame. Or because then they gave people incentive to get the, the DVDs. I guess, but like DVDs are not a thing anymore, so get over it. Like I, credits should have bloopers in them. I don't care if I just watched the fucking Godfather or Martin Scorsese's if, newest film. I want bloopers if afterwards. Toy Story is going to give me animated bloopers, which are incredible in their credits that they have to do so much more work to make. Y'all can give me some freaking bloopers in the credits of some dude of of fucking you know. Uh, Robert De Niro, like, fucking up some line, you know? Yeah. Like, come on. Like, like nobody's perfect. Like, like, just show me, like, Captain America on wires, and he's, like, shaking yeah. around. Like, I, because I'll watch the, like, because, you know, people put the bloopers on, like, on online yeah. for those movies, and they're fucking great. They're just really bl- good. Like, yeah, like, Infinity War just ended. It's spoilers for Infinity War. Uh, Y'all inf- had, like, ten years to watch it. Yeah, but who knows? Spoilers for Infinity War. Ends, everybody gets fucking dusted away. It's sad. The logo appears and then gets dusted. And then it's just like, 
Oh, and then all of a sudden cuts to fucking goddamn Tom Holland trying to make a jump and slipping and falling. <laughs> like, I want bloopers. I don't care how serious the ending of this movie was, the entire movie, we should have bloopers back in goddamn movies. Yeah. And also, I feel like taking movies, like, more seriously, it's like... It, this, Especially, like, if you're, we're using the example of, like, Marvel movies, right? It's a superhero movie. Like, how fuck... Like, come on. Well, I think how also... How serious do we need to be? I think also the problem with general, um, like, seriousness increase in Hollywood... Is, is that we lost, like, movies like the 90s and 2000s, like, rom-coms and comedy stuff where, like, you can't really, like, mid-budget, like, rom-coms and stuff don't really exist they anymore. Don't. It's and so it's, weird. And it's, it, it's, like, because, you know, everything now needs to be taken a little more seriously, even if it's a jokey movie. Yeah. But, like, and, and so you lost, like, the 90s and 2000s, like, charm like when people look back at that like like rush hour is a perfect example of like a film that feels like it wouldn't really be made anymore right unless you know the like enough fans were like hey you should make rush hour four like those are the exceptions when like people are like we should get a sequel to this movie like hocus pocus right right we're like i thought that was cute and charming it was but like uh you know for the most part unless you are something that was established and then people keep wanting that sequel you're not really like like hocus pocus does not feel like a movie that would be made today wait do you know just just like my two cents on that kind of like mid budget movies right not being made i feel like they are being made but direct to streaming like you remember like direct to dvd movies yeah like that but to streaming because like think about netflix's output of like movies and how i feel like a lot of them are pretty bad yeah they are. But they Who watches most of them? But what's funny to me is like they have that very similar feel of like a mid budget movie from right. the two thousands, except it doesn't have any charm. Right. I'm like, why are you doing a mid budget movie that's supposed to be like inherently goofy and just like for funsies, but you're making it super serious like Like I feel like you I feel like you're just not getting movies like knocked up or right. like Rush Hour or or um hocus pocus like i just can't envision those types of movies being made again today in the same style like yeah. it would be more serious or, or or some in some fashion like and i feel like you could maybe argue the point that like deadpool is kind of that but even still it's still in some vein taking itself more seriously than those movies ever and i also were. i also think or if deadpool is the example deadpool is like taking itself seriously but it's such a high budget like film right. and it's like i think written pretty tightly to the point where it's not like oh let's just throw this on the page and then you yeah. say those lines plus i think i think hollywood also suffers a bit from like the fact that they they don't really make like adult movies anymore mm-hmm. and by that i mean like um and i i, I was thinking about i've always kind of thought about this but um the I don't know if, if people know the like how to drink YouTube channel. Um, he like makes cocktails from mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I follow him on TikTok and he it made a TikTok about this and it was making me think about it more. Where he was talking about how they don't really make like adult movies anymore, and and some of the points he made was like you know most of the time if you have any level of like media knowledge when you go into a movie like and even if you're not necessarily very media inclined like you can kind of feel how an ending's going to be like you can go into a movie and be like oh like that person probably will die at some point like that person like the, right the, you the, can like, get a sense yeah. of like what kind of tropes they're going to right. fit into and and his point was like that doesn't that feels like it, uh, you know that that's not like an adult movie like an adult movie should be something that is constantly making you try to figure out what you're doing and you're and things are happening that you're not expecting um, and where if it ever is like giving you exposition on something, that's not it believing that you can just figure this out right. and stuff like that. I feel like I, I agree with that statement. And I feel like a part of it is I feel like people who are making movies now compared to 
the 2000s or the 90s i don't know that they just think people are stupid or now that they can't like comprehend basic concepts and, yeah and like 90s or, 2000s also did this shit i feel like if you have to go pretty kind of far back to find it unless you're going like blade runner which really doesn't describe anything and that's like what i would argue an adult movie or like you know we're going way back like 50s and stuff like that but or i think if you think about like how a lot of movies are consumed today Especially, I feel like there's a lot more younger people watching movies because you don't have to be like, mom, take me to the movie theater. Right. You can just pull it up on like any streaming service. Yeah. So I feel like in part, they're probably dumbing it down because like a 13 year old is watching it and they think 13 year olds don't have brains. Right. Which is partly true, but not completely. Like, I think they have enough wherewithal to like pick up on basic concepts without being told things. In that in that same vein, so there was a game that came out recently mm-hmm. um, called Scorn, which um, have you ever seen Alien? Yeah. Okay, so you know how like the aesthetic of Alien, right? Like all the weird, like gross alien-looking tech and stuff, right? Um, so that's created by a guy named H.R. Geiger, very very famous like production designer and stuff. Um, the Scorn is based on like his look, okay. and so everything's Cute. really gross and like. And like weird looking, it's awesome. Love it. Yeah, very gross. If it has like a similar alien aesthetic, I feel like that would look good. Oh, like it, it looks good, but it is gross. Because like be. that's what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah it's that's what, slimy right. and kind of like grotesque. And, and I and take the marketing of how they marketed the game aside, because they kind of marketed it to look like it was like a first person shooter with that aesthetic. Okay. Uh, which it's not at all, and so people were very upset about that. But but why would you market it like? Because I'm sure they thought that they weren't going to have anyone fucking play it if that was the case. I guess that's fair. So, regardless. Um, so, I went into it kind of thinking it was going to be that. But Eamon had messaged me earlier because I was like, oh, I'm going to play Scorn. Right. And he was like, oh, by the way, it ain't it ain't a shooter. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, it's actually uh, an obtuse puzzle game. And when I say that, I mean it is a puzzle game that tells you nothing it doesn't it doesn't tell you how to play the game it doesn't tell you what things do what it doesn't tell you fucking anything you you just get thrown into this game and you just figure it out interesting and i will say that i didn't realize how much i missed playing obtuse puzzle games until i started playing this game again right because to some extent you're like what the fuck am i supposed to be doing tell me but also, I love that I'm not being told how to play this game and that I am getting through this game without having ever, like, looked up anything. But, like, right. I'm just figuring it out. And, like, it's still pretty linear. But I know that for some people, like, they are having a very hard time with it. But, like, I am I'm having so much fun. Because I, I don't remember the last time I had to, like, when I was, like, playing a video game where I had to, like, fucking rack my brain on what the fuck I was supposed to be doing. Um, like... But in a way that I knew I could figure this out, I was just missing something, right? Like, right. Where in most of the time, like, they either will just straight up tell you or, like, you just fucking missed some goddamn item that you're just, like, you know, because you're busy, like, shooting 50 billion people in the game. And you're just like, oh, like, I just got to run back and pick up this item. Like, it's not like it was a puzzle. You just right. missed the thing. Right. Um, And, like, it's it's so nice like weirdly so nice to not be handheld in any capacity or regard at all right like it's just hey f- fucking figure it out you idiot and then you're just like oh okay like there's one of the first puzzles in that game is like a like a like a um like a you have to move objects to move one thing to what you're supposed to get i forget what those puzzles are called but you know, I know what about. You yeah yeah like you got to move one object you got to move an object down so that way you can move like the goal left and then you got to do that in case that wasn't clear what i was trying to say so you get to that puzzle but like nothing tells you what you're supposed to do with this like you walk up to this fucking in this room and it's an empty room and you walk up and there's like a fucking control panel you act you interact with the control panel and all of a sudden you're like a crane thing that can move and that's it you're just like okay well there's a glowing thing at the end of this right so i clearly have to get something over there so, like, you move the crane around, you press A, and all of a sudden you go in, you grab something, and you're like, okay, well, now I'm holding this. And then you, like, move the control stick, and, oh, it doesn't go that way. Oh, it goes up, though. 
oh, it doesn't move in this spot. Oh, it has to be connected. Like, okay. But nothing in that puzzle makes it seem like it's supposed to be what gets to the end, really. Right. Except for I was looking at it and I was like, well, one of those has like what looks like a metal circle on it. Vaguely. But none of the others. This one is slightly different. Literally, that was all it was. Right. It's like slightly different. And I was like... Well, I none of the other ones, they all look the same. So I'm going to go with this one looking slightly different must be the thing. And so moving all the things around, get it to the end, go to grab it and like finish the puzzle, pulls the thing off and it breaks. And I'm just like, that wasn't <laughs> the one. Okay. So I get like another one over there that di- that looks the same as the others and then it doesn't grab it. And I'm like, okay. So there's got to be another one that looks slightly different that I'm just missing. And I'm staring at this fucking screen. I'm like, (laughs) ah, there's one that looks different. Okay. Do everything over again. Get it over there. Fucking picks it up and then places it in the thing. And I'm like, yes. Awesome. And I was, I was playing this and Kieran was there and he was like, what what the, how the fuck were you supposed to? I was like, it was the only one that looks slightly different. Like, I don't know. It's in the same vein of like with movies where like I sometimes, I want something to not hold my hand, right? Yeah. And, like, sometimes for movies, it depends on what kind of movie you are making. Because, like, if you're making this, like, wildly, drastically different, like, fucking cyberpunk-esque world, like, sure, you need some things to be explained to you because you're just like, it's so different. Right. But realistically, I feel like for the most part, you can do show, don't tell for basically anything. No matter how different it is, there is still some inherent, like, function that would be understandable to us because we can't create something that wouldn't be understandable to us. I feel like, to bring it back to Westworld for one hot second, in Westworld, they don't tell you anything really in the first episode you're just like okay this is what this is you take it for a fact right and then like as you move along you're getting like open into more things and interactions and experiences right but they're never like outright blankly like this is X, Y, and Z, and this is its function, and this is why we have this here. Right. You know what I mean? And they even carry that out, like, into season two and three to the point where they drop you into, like, a totally new location, literally don't tell you anything. Right. You're just like, okay, we'll just figure out the rules of, like, this new location, hmm. which I really appreciate yeah. because I'm just like, yeah, I could believe that would happen in this kind of environment. Right. I think that, like, I think that that kind of stuff is, like, is so much more needed, especially because, like, um, I was talking with someone recently that the, um, recently a family member had a kid. Right. And they were talking about how, like, a bunch of studies have been shown that, like, TV before, like, five years old really hinders kids, like, social uh, skills and, and problem solving skills. And the more I was thinking about it, because, like, you know, they just had the kid. I'm, sh- I'm assuming they did the research. Right. You know? Uh, like, I have no need to look that up. Right. Um, but I was thinking about it just, like, in a general sense without having, like, looked up any data. Um, just that, like, in this conversation, I can believe that. Right. Because, like, everything holds your hand for the most part nowadays. Like, yeah, everything usually has an exposition dump somewhere. And, like, you don't need to figure it out. Yeah. And so, like, I, I, I kind of get it. Uh, in, in that same vein where it's just like I sometimes you shouldn't hold people's hand and like if they didn't get it maybe they just need to watch it again like it I don't know it's because sometimes it is a hindrance because I know I have like written because like you know I have a letterbox and whatnot and I've, I've not that I expect anyone to follow but I just like writing down my thoughts about like a movie I just saw um, and I know at some point I'm sure I have some things written where I'm like nothing was explained and nothing made fucking sense right and like, and in that vein of like, uh, like a Christopher Nolan movie, like right. Tenant, right? Where like things that aren't explained should be explained, and things that are explained made no fucking sense. So what the hell's the point? <laughs> yes, because like Christopher really Nolan like movies Tenet. are so up there. I I don't. Oh, I think, they are uh, really up their ass. But I didn't. I think Tenant is such a new level of up its own fucking ass that like I'm like, dude. 
I we get out. <laughs> I I am usually like pretty anti like pretentious artsy fartsy like high art kind of stuff. Visually beautiful movie. Um, though. but I enjoyed it especially because I I went into watching it with my brain turned off because I was really there for the visuals. Right. So I I didn't really care like what happened. So I was just like, yeah, I like this. Yeah, like surface level. And, and there there is credit to what Nolan does. But I think that like when he does have exposition, it doesn't help anything. Can can I say something con- controversial? Sure. I don't know if it's controversial. I'm gonna look but at I my feel, tenant review. Real but quick. I feel like it is controversial. Um, I think Quentin Tarantino is overhyped. I, hmm. I, I, I think I've watched like five of his movies, and they were all just okay. Except I, for Kill Bill, I did really enjoy Kill Bill. Certainly a take. I, I understand that. Tarantino is not for everyone, but I think he makes some pretty solid fucking films. I j- I guess just in my mind, I don't really see anything there that's like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. This is like the best thing since sliced bread. You know what I mean? I don't think any of his movies are bad by any means. Right. If anything, I think they're all really really good. I just do not see, like, the god status of filmmaking that he's been given. I I think that... Um, it could also be that I'm just, like, not educated enough to, like, truly appreciate these things, but... I don't, I don't know if you need to say that you need to be educated for Quentin Tarantino, but I think that, like, he is a certain type of filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And, I like, absolutely he is not for everybody. But, like... Sometimes his movies are just fucking fun. Like, Django Unchained, fun movie. Like, I, I just, like, I don't know. Like, it's... it's. I I think that, like, aesthetically, he makes a very pretty movie. And they're shot well. I, I feel like they're usually pretty tight. Like, they're not game-changing. But, like, I, I think that... I don't know. I, I feel like he, he made his own corner in media enough to be, like, he deserves the name because he has his own thing. Right, if I guess that makes that's, any I, sense. That, that, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I wish things wouldn't be hand, so handholdy anymore. Like again, game and video games are a big problem with that because every game is a fucking tutorial to start. Like, and sometimes I think to an extent tutorials are important, but. I feel like sometimes, like, scoring games should just kind of fucking throw you into it and figure it. Like, and I've made this comment or this point before, and people have disagreed with the idea because they're like, well, you know, some new person could pick up a game. But, like, Call of Duty, right? Right. I don't think Call of Duty should ever have a tutorial. And, like, people are like, oh, you know, new, a new person can pick up the game or whatever. And, like, yeah, but even if you've never really played a shooter before... You kind of, at the very least, when you pick up a game, at least to me, when I pick up a game, I'll just hit buttons, see what the fuck they all do. Like, right. and at some point, you'll hit the trigger and realize, oh, hey, the gun went off. Right. And then you'll hit the other trigger and be like, oh, hey, I zoomed in. Like, I feel like there should be a middle ground in that you can, cho- like, opt out of playing the tutorial. Like, when you get a, like, let's say you got to bring in a new game, and then you're, like, putting it in your device or whatever. And, like, a screen will come up and be like, do you want the tutorial? And you can click yes, and then it will just do the tutorial and then continue on your way like the game is, like, normal. Or you can say no, and then it will just start you at the beginning of the game, and you just figure your shit out by yourself. Yeah, like, because, like, old games, right? Like, you know, fucking NES and, and Nintendo 64 and shit like that, like... There were no t- fucking tutorials, and you just got thrown into the goddamn game, and you figured it out. Like one of the perfect examples of that is is um is Mega Man uh, X, and this is coming from um a sequelitis video by Eagle Raptor. Um, and I had played the game too as a kid, but uh, or not as a kid, but like o- older, and it, it does do this, but he puts it very well, which is like you start the game, and and it's like it tells you nothing. You're just you're there, right? And you're Dropped just like, in. all right, cool. 
let's hit buttons, see what happens. You hit an arrow and you start running one way. And you're like, all right, cool. You hit an arrow, you start running the other way, but there's a wall there, so you can't go that way. So you gotta go one you gotta go one way. Because it's a side scroller. So you just go that way. And then, you know, you start going and all of a sudden one enemy shows up that's like rolling across the floor and you're like, Oh no, like what do I do? And say you don't hit any other buttons. You just run back to where you started, and then the thing rolls and hits you, and you realize, oh, hey, I have a health bar. Right. Cool. And then you're like, all right, well, I got to be able to do something. So you start hitting buttons, and you realize, oh, hey, I could jump this thing. All right, cool. And then you get to another enemy after you jump over some of the like the rolling ones, and there's one that is now like walking, and it's taller. And you can't jump that, so, so what are you supposed to do? And you're just like, hit more buttons, and all of a sudden, oh, hey, the B button shoots things. Right. Cool. I shoot stuff, so... So maybe if I jump up and shoot things, I'll hit this guy. And all of a sudden, bam, look, you did it. It's dead. You can keep running now. Right. So, like, but I feel it's, like it's, it's teaching you without teaching you. I feel like you're also coming from a much more, like, experienced mindset. Where, like, as somebody like me, where I've played, like, maybe three video games in my whole life. Right. Um. I do inherently click every single button, but then I don't remember what things did uh, because I'm an idiot. Well, I was going to say because you're an idiot. (laughs) Uh, That's really a personal problem. But my other thing is that for some reason in my brain, I have a really hard time like remembering certain like combination of buttons, if that makes sense. Right. So unless it's like written down, click these two specific for X, Y, and Z. I will literally, like, I'll know what I want to do, but then I'll click every other button, and I'll be like, why is this not working? Well, what I'm saying, like, and with the, with the Mega Man example, right. of why I don't think that the experience of playing games matters in that example, is that if you don't know anything, right, you'll run back and hit that wall, and all of a sudden you'll take damage and realize, oh, hey, I have a health bar. Like, you don't need to know anything to be like, oh, well, I got hit, and that thing got lower. Like, okay, well, I got to not get hit, so let's run back that way, and, and, oh, hey, there it is again. Like, how do I not get hit? Press a button. I can jump. Like, so you jump over the thing. Like, I, I feel like without even knowing anything, like, that's still, like, it is teaching you by making you do it without just being like, hit the A button to jump. Right jump like on slightly related but not really do you ever get confused with like different controller layouts oh i mean yeah like it it depends if i'm playing the games enough sometimes i'm like it'll click in that i'm playing a different game and i'll remember um but like uh recently um i've been playing gotham knights with aemon oh how is that the story so far has been very fun i think it's I do think sometimes it, it, it suffers from, like, kind of being stalely written. Like, the characters don't feel, like, real. Like they, right. But, but for the most part, all characters feel like a real person. But it does suffer sometimes with that writing. Um, but the combat... And I feel like it's it's almost unfair to be, compare it to, like, the Arkham series. Because it's, it, it is its own thing. But I feel like it's inevitable that it would be compared to the Arkham series. Right. Um, and I feel like it's not, Ar- it's combat is not trying to be the Arkham series. Um, so it's not like you can be like, it's bad because it, it doesn't do it because it's not trying to be. Um, but it is not as satisfying as the Arkham series. It is still a, it's, uh, I didn't think it was going to be as fun as it is, but the combat is fun. It is, but it is not as tight. Do you think they're trying to like stray from the Arkham series kind of this? Yeah, I mean, I because I feel like they did. They were doing that for a long time. I think that because because this isn't the same studio that made the Arkham games. Oh, it made it made one of them, which was Arkham Origins, but that was like an in between game thing. Okay. Um, I think they were purposely not trying to be that. Like, I think that was their point. Um, and so for what they made, I think it is still it is fun to play. Um, it still suffers from some thing, like some issues, like um, traveling the city. Um, where in the Arkham games, like in Arkham Knight, I think they they perfect. This isn't the same team, but in Arkham Knight, they perfected traveling a city in a way that is fun yet feels like you are getting around quickly. Right. Which is you can grapple to something, 
and then like you could like basically launch yourself off that grapple and glide and you could just like kind of glide that's the city. Fun. Yeah, it's it's great. And or you have the Batmobile and you can drive around and you feel like you're going fast. Can and you run people over? Technically, you you hit people, but there's like tasers on the car, so they get tased out of the way. Because you know Batman doesn't kill people, but you know, tased out of the way. But you know, getting hit at the fucking 120 miles an hour by a 30 t- and with, ton tank and with tasers, yeah, you're you fucking know, dead. You know, because tasers will I- I- ignore all of the inertia behind the weight of that. Yeah, you're fucking dead, yeah. bro. But um, you didn't even just get hit with a car; you got yeah. tased at the same time. But in, in, in Gotham Knights, um, the motorcycle feels really slow. Mm. And, like, it does technically cover ground pretty quickly, but it feels slow. Like, in the the graphics? Like, you know how... Like, you are getting to your destination. You can watch the, the, the meters, ch- like, tick down. And, like, you are getting there fast, but it doesn't feel like you're getting there fast. It feels just sluggish. When when you're is this like um like third person yeah point it is third of view? person yeah okay so when you're watching essentially like yourself zooming through the city right does it feel like you're like making tracks or like when you're watching it seems like oh I've only hit like this building yeah it feels it just feels like you're going slow interesting and like in that that's like such like a um, hard thing to nail down but it does feel like you are going slow. Um, and then the grappling mechanic in the game also like nowhere near as as rewarding and satisfying as the one in Arkham Knight and like and i understand too like you couldn't really just do Arkham Knight's thing again because um you know like red hood doesn't have a fucking cape so what the fuck is he launching himself off with <laughs> he's not <laughs> a guy leather that, yeah, jacket right like you sh- you could argue, yeah, you could have gave Nightwing like a, a wing suit, and Batgirl has a cape. But uh, in this game, Robin doesn't have a cape, so what would he be f- flying with? Um, Robin doesn't have a cape in this game. Really? Yeah, he has like a like a vest thing. Anyway. All right. Yeah, but like, uh, so you know, I feel like Robin's a cape man. Not in this game. Rip. Um. So. You know, like, so you can make the point of, like, what would you do with Red Hood and, and Robin, right? right? If they if they designed them in a way that... And you could argue, like, you could probably have given Robin a fucking wingsuit, too. But let's but just keep it, it to Red Hood. Red Hood has never, except for his really awful designs, has never had a cape. Yeah. Or any way to sufficiently glide or anything. Right. To my knowledge. I feel like you're pretty knowledgeable. Where, like, how would you design it in a way... That he could be getting around the city in a quick manner. And Jetpack boots. Sure. Sure. But like, you know, so you figure out like, okay, well, what, you have three characters that can like fly around and one that can't. And it's right. like, well, I mean, I guess it is what it is. I don't know. Like, and I'm not this person to figure this out. No, I understand but, what you're saying. Uh, but so their, their like midway solution to this was Do that. you play as every character or just you, you pick can. one? You pick one, you can, but you can swap at any time. Oh, okay. Um, and their solution to that was like everybody can grapple, which the grappling in general is just not as satisfying. Smooth. Yeah, it's not like it's not very good. Um, and then when you're grappling, you can jump, and when you like get to the end, you'll jump a distance, and everybody, I think, to my knowledge, jumps the same distance, and like you just kind of keep doing that, and you keep going over and over again, um, which is like fine. But it's it's nowhere near as satisfying. And as then being a flying squirrel, right? And then you unlock uh, like their travel abilities, which you know Nightwing gets like a fucking glider thing. Um, Batgirl can use her cape, and Robin I think teleports or something. He he uses the Justice League's teleporting okay. thing. Like he doesn't. Uh, and then Jason, because you know Red Hood, the magic guy, gets magic and he can fucking use jumping magic to like keep himself aloft and he jumped it's really fucking stupid um i feel like jason would be really skeptical against magic yeah like they're they're part of like the dc universe i feel like like no that was fake their their reasoning is is that he was revived in the pit and the lazarus pit is like you know weird bullshit and so it affects the lazarus pit is magic essentially so he has like some kind of thing and like 
fine, like fair enough. Like there's been worse reasons that they've given say, Jason like magic in the okay comics. Yeah, because they've they've also given magic esque things to Jason in the comics at one point or another, and it's it's also been about has hand wavy as a reason, um, and they've all been bad. Um, Just stop giving him magic. Yeah, but Vance like, does not need magic. He doesn't. But um, and but the problem with those traversal things is that they don't. Like, they are fine. Like, Jason's looks stupid, but it's fine. But it doesn't feel fast either. Like, you don't feel like you're gaining a lot of ground. Right. So, from what I've been hearing online, at least, is that once you get the option to fast travel to, like, a bunch of points, everybody will just go unlock all the fast travel points and then just fast travel the rest of the game. I guess Just because fair. it's just, like, it's the, it's the quickest way and every other way doesn't feel, like, rewarding. Like, you don't feel a need unlike an Arkham Knight to drive around in the Batmobile you don't feel a need to get on the, the motorcycle you don't feel a need to fucking grapple up and then launch yourself and fly like it, it just it's such a big map and, and and there is no satisfying way to traverse the map that it just makes you want to fast travel everywhere right which I have to imagine as a as a game designer for like you put in all that effort to make this big ass city and, and you know, try to make it feel alive and stuff that that's a bit of a bummer that like everybody's just like, yeah, we're just fast traveling. Cause nothing feels like it's, yeah, that kind of like, stinks. Yeah. Like it's such a big area, but yet I have no desire to, to like traverse it. Yeah. Like I just have no desire to traverse it. If there's something on the map, I'll go there. But like, I'm not, the traversing is not fun. So I'm not spending a lot of time doing it. Right. You know, which I also feel like maybe like could lose some of like the charm of yeah, the like, world building because you're not seeing like the little things you're just going to like major points. Yeah, and I think it also um, I'm going on an Arkham Knight uh, and Gotham Knights tangent, but now, but like I also think the the problem is as much as so far as I have liked the storytelling and the character interactions, even though admittedly sometimes they are stiff and feel cardboard cutout esque. Um. It also slightly suffers from, like, when you start playing Arkham Knight, and again, I, I feel bad comparing it, but I feel like there's, it's it's bound to happen. Right. Um, when you start Arkham Knight, you are basically, like, inundated with, like, like, five, six different, like, side quests that feel part of the world that you immediately are, like, given to, like, run around and get, and, like, you find and stumble upon and stuff. Um... And in Gotham Knights, because in Arkham Knight, you start off on one island and then you unlock the... Well, I mean, technically you can fly to them at any time, but like you can't drive to any of them and you are stuck in one of the areas kind of thing. Right. Um, and so you spend time going around because at some point, like you have to wait on missions to spawn. And Gotham Knights also has a thing where they're like, oh, you have to wait for something to be analyzed. Go run run around the city. Um, but it it's like random crimes stuff. Not like, hey, uh, we just found a dead body. Go analyze it and let's go figure it out. Like, it it has that aspect, but not in a way that it is as interestingly done. Right. Because technically you'll go and you beat up some criminals for stealing a car. And then all of a sudden that adds to, like, a, a, a case solving thing you are getting. And it doesn't feel very, like, connected and I've, I've heard from some people that, like, they're, like, 12 hours into the game and they've only done, like, two side mission, like, bosses stuff. And I'm like, that seems weird. Where, like, in Arkham Knight, 12 hours in, you've fought, you've done, like, you've fought, like, eight or nine different, like, uh, rogues gallery uh, criminals right, already. You right. know, like, and so... I don't know, and and I get it's that it's just not enough happening. Like it's too yeah, slow, and it's such a big like the map is huge too, and it just feels like and you have access the entire time, which is fine. Like I think that's good, but like it doesn't feel like it is alive enough that it makes me want to go around and traverse it instead of just fast traveling to immediately where I need to be for a mission. Right. Where in Arkham Knight, like I know there's a mission over there, but like while I'm flying around, like oh there's a dead body, like. Like, I know that that's going to lead to something. Whereas it's like, oh, those are just some criminals. Like, I'm sure that might lead to something, but it doesn't It doesn't feel as necessary there. to, like, yeah. go and check it out. I will say, though, one of my one of my f- favorite things is whenever I'm seeing uh, on TikTok, like, cutscenes of, of 
interactions from, mm-hmm. you know, like side interactions of characters. Um, any of them that involve Jason, <laughs> loser Jason fans get all up in arms because he's like, you know, not an emo fucking ball of emotions and anger. Uh-huh. Uh, he's like actually like in therapy and trying to work through his trauma of being dead. Yeah. Uh, you know? And, like, they're all fucking up in arms. He's, like, woke now and shit like that. And I'm like, dude, fuck off. This is actually an interesting take of the character. Like, his design I don't like at all, actually. I think his design is really bad. Uh But I think that it's at least an interesting version of Jason that, like... Right, like, how long can we do brooding Jason for? Come on. Right, like, he's still, like, the one that, like, is, like, the brooding, like, angry one. But he is actively working at being a better person. Right. Um... Like, there's an email, uh, like, because in the game you get emails, and mm-hmm. there's one of um, Barbara emailing Jason, and this has nothing to do with the story, but it's, like, a side thing that doesn't actually lead to anything, but spoilers. Um, it's, like, uh, Barbara's emailing him, and he's and she's like, oh, hey, I heard Dick and Tim uh, talking about that they want to go um, to the Pride Parade in full costume, um, and I assume they're inviting us. They just haven't talked to us yet, so, like, you down. And so then it's an email chain, Jason responding, and he's like, I'm not usually one for parades and being out in, like, crowds, but for this, I'll make, I'm happy to make an exception. And then Barbara responds, and she's like, all right, cool, so I'm definitely going rainbow cape, but since you don't have a cape, and then parentheses, like, boo, um, hear me out, rainbow hood. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, that little stuff, like, that's fun. Right, that's cute. And, like, and I I like that it, like, feels like, you know, there are other cutscenes where, like, he's trying to have fun and all of a sudden, like, something triggers his, like, whatever he's got going on, whether it's PTSD or something. And, like, he starts, like, having an issue and someone's like, do you need help? And he's like, just give me space. And then, like, the characters are like, all right, well, hey, like, I'm going to go get, like, this, your favorite fucking burger chain because I'm now hungry. Like, do you want something? And he's like... Yeah, like, he's trying to work through it. Right. Like, that's interesting, because realistically, he would probably have some fucking problems with being dead and being brought back to life. Right. Like, he missed years of his life. He was fucking murdered brutally. Like, yeah. you know, he'd probably have he'd some have goddamn some trauma. He'd have things to work through, for sure. Yeah. So I think that that is, is interesting. And anybody that says that that is reverting his character or making him less interesting, you're wrong. Uh, because for there's only so much... Um, I'm the angry one that you can take. Yeah. It's just, it gets boring after some point. Like, you need diversity, and Jason is an interesting character and and has so much potential to be a really interesting character. He just needs more depth. That, yeah. But people just write him as, ah, the angry guy that died. Right. You're just like, yeah, but, like, there's more to him than that. Right. And I I do like that they they seem to have understood that and, and touch on it. And I do think... That some of his mannerisms and some of the things he does say in the game are still very lackluster. Um, he permanently stands in the had to do it to impose when he's talking to people. No. No matter what. And I'm like, why? Uh, I don't fucking know. And like, and some of the things he says are like stupid and, and dumb. Um, but like, they understand that, like, you know, he, he talks about um, like, needing a library and stuff because Jason's actually a huge book nerd like he reads non-stop and like he's actually pretty like smart and whatnot and like and they lean into some of that so like at least I feel like they understood the character more than like I feel like some people have writing him recently right so at least that's nice yeah and, so and, it's a good little upswing yeah um so I, you know it's it's fun just don't go into it expecting an Arkham game Right. And I think you'll like it more. Like, I originally started when when they first press released and everything for this game. I was I was thinking, like, oh, cool. Like, we're getting an Arkham game with, like, all fucking... With four characters. That's great. And then each time they kept releasing gameplay, I was like, mm, this this looks kind of bad. Mm. Uh, and honestly, until I got the game, I was like, this gameplay is going to be fucking garbage. Um, and some people still don't like the gameplay. And, like, that's fair. Uh, like, it isn't as tight, it isn't as smooth, and, like, you know, but it, it's also trying to be in its own thing, and I think, I think overall, it is fun. I have not played much of it, I think me and, because I'm playing a co-op with one of my, one of our friends, Eamon, um, and so I'm not trying to go past 
because I have it on my my Xbox and on PC because um, it's not crossplay, so I have it on PC to play with uh, Aemon. And I forgot I pre-ordered it on my Xbox, so I have two. Go so I'm, I'm not trying to play past where we are. Um, so obviously, when you're playing with another person, it takes fucking longer to get through the story. Right. Um, so I'm not very far in. Uh, I think we've done like over five or six missions, um, but. So far, it's been fun. Who knows? Maybe my opinion will change when it goes on, or it'll be better. Right. But um, I'm I'm looking forward. Like I'm I'm looking forward to keep playing it, and I'm hoping that we get through it be soon because uh, fucking God of War Ragnarok is coming out soon, and I'm gonna be fucking playing the shit out of that game when that comes <laughs> out because that comes out in like November twelfth or something or seventh or something like that. And it I'm, could. Don't I know. am I am gonna be gone from the world. I am going to be only playing that game. I'm so excited, um, but yeah. So that's that. That was my rant about so happy Gotham Knights. Yeah, um, and Persona Five came out uh, on Xbox, and so I've been playing through it again to get another 100%. number four, five. Oh my goodness, hundred percent run no, number no, no. five. Fourth, fourth time doing it. I mean, yeah, fifth time. Oh, fifth time. Okay, it's the fifth time doing it um, because I I've done it. I heard the story. Yeah, and well, because I, I played I played too. the original one twice. Yes. I played Royale twice, and then I'm playing this one at least once, probably twice. Once I get New Game Plus, and then I'll probably be like, "Fuck it, I'll play through it again on New Game Plus." And then so that'll be a solid six times that I have hundred percent of Persona Five. Yes, completely necessary. Yeah, absolutely. So much fun. Not at all. So much fun. Anyway. Anyway. Thanks. Thanks for watching this week's uh, episode of the Vaguely Anime Podcast. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, leave a review, like, follow. Uh, don't forget to check out Cat at Cat the Moonstar on Twitch. And uh, we will see you guys next week for Anime Club for Trigun. Uh, one of my favorites. Um, it's not It's not in my, my top tiers, but it is very good. And I think it's a good classic to us. I was going to say, it's a, it's a good classic. It's a classic for a it's, reason. It's one that, like everyone's are like oh have you watched this show yeah and and if anything else the new one's coming out so now it you know yeah it makes sense to watch it and i'm very excited for when that new one comes out to see what what is that is. new one i think it's next year neato um so yeah anyway i'll we'll talk about that i guess when we get it i'll find out what's going on with that yeah um yes thanks for watching we'll see you guys next week and, and uh bye we'll see you later <laughs>